0: that was. Good morning, it is Monday the 19th of November and a very warm welcome to day 19 of NAPOD POMO 2018. 19, 18, whatever, I don't know. Uh, first of all, I should apologise fairly profusely uh, about yesterday's show. Having recorded it at 9pm, so about 9 hours ago, and then listening back to it once I'd recorded it, I am actually quite um quite ashamed of it 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 didn't come out well at all it didn't flow it didn't um it didn't sound good uh it, I sounded like I was all over the place and to be quite honest I was and I think that was because I was out of routine. It was nine o'clock at night uh, when I recorded it and I just clearly wasn't in the right zone. Uh, to record it, so many apologies for that. Um, I'll try not to do, uh, do a recording that late in the day again. Maybe actually get up early on the Sunday and do it first thing in the morning, but uh, anyway, <coughs> enough about that. So, uh, back to work this week, um, which I'm quite looking forward to. I don't know why I always like going back to work on a Monday, my opinion varies quite dramatically throughout the week. But uh, yeah, on a a Monday, it's uh, it's always good to get back to work and get back into the the routine. So today, I'm going to be answering a question that Jessica asked me. Now, this is such an interesting question. um, And it may not surprise you to know, it's not the first time I've been asked. It's a two-parter. She says, why did you choose the name The Love Bug? And why did you call your podcast The Bugcast? Well, hopefully, the second one is obvious from the first, but the name The Love Bug. Uh, I actually wrote a, a blog post on this back in 2009 while I was still on Live Journal, um, and I, I started putting together a Getting to Know You series of posts. Um, the first one was uh, about my musical history um, and uh, how I ended up on the front... Was it the front page? I think it was the front page of the um, the local newspaper in 1981. Uh, the second one was about where I was on um, social media, <laughs> hardly any of which I use. And the third one was, who am I? And I went through a, uh, a very potted history of where I ended up getting my name from, my, my online persona. And it harks back to the very late 1970s. Um, My dad introduced me to CB Radio, to Citizens Band. Um, And for those that haven't got a clue what that is, it's basically portable two-way radio. Um, But it was for for the public, for anybody to use. Um, It went through various stages of requiring a license to operate not requiring a license to operate um certain technologies being legal um, or subsequently illegal to use um but my my dad was um was fairly prolific on on cb he used it uh, all the time he had one uh, had a, a cb in his car with a an aerial on his roof which i have to say at the time looked incredibly cool um and you can look around every so often you'll see there are some cars that have got these big aerials, probably about a meter long, uh, on their car, sort of waving around frantically as they're bombing down the motorway at sixty miles an hour. And as part of being on CB, you need a nickname or a handle. And my dad's was Screwball because uh, he was a pool player, and he even had a leather jacket with a with an eight ball on the back of it. Um. And uh, so, when I started getting into it, as was inevitable, I needed to come up with a handle. Now, my first—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm getting into into a little bit, little, little bit of truthfulness here. So, you know, bear with me. Try not to laugh too much. My first handle on CB. Now, bearing in mind this was back in the 1970s, was Dynamic David. Now, I know, corny. I was still a kid at the time, and it sounded good. But it, it did give rise to such um, interesting variations as Double D. Now, looking back, that probably wasn't the most suitable handle in the world, uh, likening me to a, a 1970s brand of beer, or even a large cup brazier. However, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the last nickname I'd ever had, or ever would have, uh, as a child. And then in the 1980s, uh, so it would have been possibly 1985, 1986, um, my dad stopped using CB as much as he did. Uh, and he actually set up his old um, CB into into my bedroom at, at our house. And we had an absolutely enormous aerial on our roof. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Bearing in mind I was starting to become a little bit more serious about the use of, of CB radio, I thought I'm going to have to come up with a, a slightly better handle. Uh, and I came up with Cool Cat with a K, so K-O-O-L-K-A-T. And I even designed a, a logo for myself based around um, a, a, a roughly, very roughly drawn cat's head with sunglasses. Uh, and uh, yeah, that it was cool, you know, you can't, you can't fault it, uh, and that's how I was known for a while. But in in my head, that still wasn't me. It it just it wasn't exactly the the name that fit. So, as I was was growing up even more, and but by this stage, I was probably early mid teens. I was starting to learn a lot more about who I am. Um, And although Cool Cat was an amazing handle and the the, the branding possibilities were endless, uh, I still wasn't happy of it. And I, I honestly can't remember why. So I started thinking again, and I don't know where it came from. And this is genuinely honest. I don't know where the name came from. The idea of the love bug came into my head. Now, people assume it's because of the film with the Volkswagen Beetle, number 53. Uh, but I can't honestly put my hand on my heart and say it either was or it wasn't. Because it was so long ago, I honestly, I just don't know whether it was because of that or whether it was because of some other reason. But at the time, I felt that was me. I felt that was my identity. And so that's who I became um, and at the time I was getting really involved in CB radio uh, I joined um, a CB club in the local area the uh, the Zulu Lima Club I had my old my own core signed and everything um, and uh, I, I was known in the in the local area we'd, we'd uh, take part in uh, fox hunts. Now, a fox hunt, or um, I think they're called transmitter hunts. I think I believe there's a Wikipedia page for this. So I'll stick a, a link to it in the show notes. Um, and the idea being is that you have a whole bunch of you in, in multiple cars, and one of the cars goes off and hides, and then once they've they've hidden, and that doesn't necessarily have to be somewhere they can't be seen. It could be it could be in plain sight. Once they've hidden, they then have to broadcast. Uh, a message doesn't really matter what that message is, but it has to be long enough so that people in the other cars who are at the congregation point have to try and work out in which direction that signal is coming from. And there are many different ways you can um, you can employ to determine what direction a, a, a radio transmission is coming from. The common one is to go onto a roundabout, a big roundabout, and just keep circling the roundabout until the signal is at its strongest and that's likely the direction you're pointing in Uh, and one of the things that people used to do was put the aerials on their roofs towards the back of the car so that it becomes directional so you get a stronger uh, signal in front of you and and it was great fun. It really was. It was. It was even more fun trying to dodge the police who were aware we we were out on the road at the time. Now, I wasn't driving, so I wasn't um, wasn't part of it. But I think I could still be uh, classified as an accomplice. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it was. It was definitely. It was. It was kind of a social thing as well. Uh, there was um, where I was living at the time. There was a um, a congregation point up on uh, the top of a hill by a pub. Um, and most nights you'd be up there, there'd be like you know 10, 15 cars and you know a number of people on foot or on bikes and it, it was it was somewhere to be it was somewhere to go it was a it was a club, I suppose, which in recent years has kind of depleted to nothing. I don't think hardly anybody uses CB anymore but and the next thing from there, Uh, I moved on to the internet, or should I say um, a a portion of the internet. There was a service called CompuServe, um, which sadly is no more, Um, and it it became one of the gateways to the internet. And on there, there was like a chat forum, and one of the... uh, fun Sorry, that function was called a CB simulator, because like CB, it had 40 rooms. CB had 40 channels. Um. And you had nicknames, handles. And of course, mine was The Love Bug. It kind of made sense to do. So at that point, that became became the start of my uh, my online persona. And in 2000, um, so I'd, I'd already met Caroline by this point, but we weren't married. Uh, I registered the domain thelovebug.org which is where this these um, these uh, episodes are being posted uh, and it kind of solidified the use of the love bug as my online moniker now if you were to do a Google search for my name for Dave Lee um, you would find me on on you know a few pages down um, but if you do a search for the lovebug with spaces in quotes, I'll be quite high on the um, on the search results because that's how the internet knows me the internet knows me as the love bug and I'm, I'm happy for that I'm happy for that to remain um, although and you'll you may already know this about me my my online persona and my real life persona they are the same um, I don't hide behind my online presence but the fact that I have the two personas I'm more than happy to keep them separate so for the internet to know me as the love bug and not as Dave Lee, I'm, I'm kind of happy with that. That works for me. It really does. So that's kind of part of, of, of why I, I became known as as the love bug on on the internet. And then to the second part of Jessica's question is why did I name the podcast the bugcast? Well actually that just it just it just happened. Again, it's just one of those things. I, I started podcasting in 2006 no, uh, 2008, sorry. Um, and the idea, the, the amount of time that elapsed between the idea of doing it and actually doing it was about three days. So I didn't really have much of an opportunity to think about branding. Now, I don't know where I got the idea of putting the word cast into um, the, the name of the bug cast. And I... Fairly soon after I'd done it, I kind of regretted doing it because it didn't really seem like the right thing to do. Um, putting the word "cast" in a in a podcast a bit self referential, but by the time I'd realised it probably wasn't the best thing to do, it was too late because the the identity of the show had already been established. Um, but uh, yeah, it's be- because my online pers- my online persona was the Love Bug. And because when I created the Bugcast, it was just me. I was the only host of it. It kind of made sense to call it that. So I, I really wish—I'm I'm, hope you're not disappointed, Jessica. I really wish there was some um, genuine reason why my name and the, and the podcast name were were named thus, but. Unfortunately, it's not. It's just one of those things. My name came out of uh, who I was in the uh, in the 1980s, and that kind of stuck. And I'm happy with that. I, li- I like the, um, the identity. Uh, and the name of the podcast just became a natural progression from that. So I hope that answers your question. If it doesn't, then please um, let me know, and uh, I will try and provide some extra insight if I am able to do so so that's it for today i don't have any um feedback from anybody today because it's only been nine hours since my last show and during that time the majority of people that i know were asleep so (laughs) i hope very much that you will join me tomorrow have a great start of your uh, week and i will speak to you tomorrow please join me if you can ta-da